Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. My condition is not something I talk about with most people. I figure it's none of their business, really, and I get a lot of mixed reactions when I do talk about it. Some people are like, so, what's the big deal? An hundred years sounds like a pretty good run. Then there's this housefly who's like, an hundred years? That's like 1,200 years in fly years. You're a god. Or the mighty sequoia who's all, in sequoia years, you will be cut down in the prime of your life. You promise unfulfilled. Tragic, so sad, and unnatural. And you know what? Nobody wants a sad sequoia. I say leave it. With time so short and precious, I am living each day as if it was one of the last, on a sailboat near an island in the Pacific Northwest near the Canadian border. I'm responsible for a lot of teenagers right now, between the ages of 3 and 35, 82 if you count my mother. I'm a full-time moral compass, natural consequence and caregiver, and it's necessary, I get that. But it's also very hard for me. I have a lot of responsibility and waning influence. I have a husband who is the one thing I would take from my burning house, and if, after surviving a house fire, I was sent to live on a desert island and allowed only five CDs, I would make a compilation box set of him and make a solar panel from the metal fillings in my teeth by smashing them flat with coconut so that my portable CD player... I get one of those, right? Could randomly select and play his greatest hits for the rest of my life, or until I was rescued. He's my best friend. And what is the first name of my best friend? Wouldn't you like to know? Daniel, all lowercase, no space. Why would I put a space in Daniel? Shut up! Aside from Daniel, who works full-time, I feel completely isolated. I have no privacy whatsoever, and am bored out of my mind. Other than that, I'm fine. Except when I'm not fine. And then I feel like, wow, maybe this isn't just situational. Like, maybe there's something going on in my noggin. Regardless, I feel compromised, and acknowledge that, sure, there are external stressors at play here, but it wouldn't hurt to have someone take a look under the hood. So last week, I started talking to my husband's therapist, Dr. Graybeard. He's an older gentleman, a great listener, and because he's our dog, he knows our family history, and scheduling appointments is easy-peasy. Our sessions are not covered by insurance, but I pay him in milk bones, so it's still very affordable. So far, our work has been very productive. I'm grateful to have this level of professionalism and trust in my therapist. Dr. Greybeard has been encouraging me to just let things pass. He models passing a lot in our sessions to remind me of how important it is. Sometimes Dr. Greybeard has me walk with him while we talk, a new trend in talk therapy which I find very effective. He lets things pass on our walk and talk therapy too, like 
poop. At first, I questioned his methods, like, is it really healthy to have someone else pick up your poop? And I worried he was having some border issues with the collie at the dog run. So I confronted him about it. He said it's okay for people to pick up your poop if you're going through a hard time. He says I'm going through a hard time. He also said it's okay to pick up someone else's poop if they don't have an opposing thumb. And about his border issues with the collie, he said she's a border collie, so it's okay. And that makes sense, right? I told him about my avalanche food, which is peanut butter and other nut butters, and about how hard it is for me to eat in moderation. He recommended I get a chew toy and put the nut butter inside of it with a dinner knife. He says having to lick it out of the grooves will help slow me down, and he's right. Sometimes I don't even finish because my tongue hurts. Dr. Greybeard is concerned I'm not making enough progress with my avalanche emotions. I get excited about things. Good things, bad things, all kinds of things, and it's hard for me to cool it down. It's hard for me to just be and being, like being still with myself and my feelings. He's recommended I see a specialist down on Whidbey Island, whose name is Dr. Banana. I did a Google image search, and he's a banana slug. Have you ever seen a banana slug? From the looks of him, I'm guessing he's had some Freudian training. The Furthermore Soggy is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth, and edited and produced by me, Sophia Common. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. Ah, ah, ah.